everyone. Happy Wednesday. I'm Carol McAllister. And I'm Parker Kate Searcy. And you're listening to Weagle 91.1 FM Auburn, where we'll be exploring some of our everyday questions. And remember, it ain't that deep. It is such a great week. And let's just tell them what we've been up to the last tell the people Thanksgiving break. Because we've been out for a little long time. Because mm-hmm, we had, we had last week was Thanksgiving, the week before we had our show. Yeah. So, so we missed like a whole week. Mm-hmm. There's so much to catch up on. And Parker, you want to start us off? Yeah. Well, we went from Auburn straight to Journey, which was a retreat with our home church in Mountain Brook, um, which was so much fun. We had such a good time. Yeah, it was, good. it was fun. It was so good to see everybody that, like, we hadn't been around for a really long time. And, and we, we brought, were adult leaders, yes. so it was weird. And so we brought a few, like, of our friends from here, mm-hmm. or one of our friends from Auburn who um, lives in Birmingham but didn't go with us to the church. So it was good to have him around and, like, introduce him to, like, our home friends. Yeah, no, it was cool to see, like, our college friends interact with our home friends. You know what I mean? Definitely. And it was weird that we were labeled as adults. I still don't feel like an adult. Don't think I ever will. If you know me, you know that. But, you know, yeah. it's okay. No, I know. But, like, it's cool. Um. Also, so Spotify Wrapped <laughs> has been coming out for people. And I have, like, I think it's so interesting to see people's results. I am part hate. Actually, we both use Apple Music. Yeah. And, we don't do um, Spotify Wrapped. And we no. felt really left out until, like, I no, realized we did. the replay. No, okay. We, they have – Apple Music has Apple Replay, which is similar to Spotify Wrapped, except for it's Apple Music. And um, not to flex or anything, but I do have – the exact number is 1,181.7 <laughs> hours of um, listening music. And I'm in the top 0.5% for Grateful Dead listeners. So, felt really special about that. It's really impressive for you. Thanks. Um, just, like, you know, really made my day to see that, see those numbers. Also, isn't it, like, 50 days worth of music? 50 days straight worth it. of music. Carolyn Tuesday is 50 days straight worth of music. Yes. It is crazy. It is. Um, I have also listened to an insane amount of <laughs> Mac Miller. I There was, like, 130, I think, hours. It's impressive. Of just straight Mac Miller. Miss Lady over here is a music it was, it was pretty cool. I love to see it. But, you know. She's yeah. just thriving over there. Mine's not nearly as much. Um, no, but that's okay. Minutes. I am not intense about music. Instead, I'm such a podcast girl. I love myself a podcast. Like, if I'm if I'm running, I love a good podcast sometimes. Sometimes I'm music. But a good podcast. Or if I'm in the car, love a good podcast. Um, but all types. I love, like, health and wellness ones. But another one I really love is... Dateline. Parker Kate will listen. She'll go on like <laughs> night runs by herself and listen to Dateline. Okay, no more night runs since Coming Auburn. College. But yeah. Yeah, I used to. But now it's like I'll be on a run by myself and it'll be like in my ears like this murder case and it's intense. But um, I like it. I like to like hear a story. Why while do I'm you running. think that you like to you like to hear a story? Yes, I like it to like be going on in my head and like me to be thinking about something. You know. No, if I'm like running or something, I want my music. But I guess that's a difference between Depends us. Depends on the day for me. Um, another thing that we are doing over the break is we both had family pictures. Oh my gosh. I, if you know me, you know I hate family Christmas card pictures. Yeah. Um, they are my least favorite things ever. And but it's like a new thing to y'all. No, it is a new thing because, because um, like, we never really did them growing up. We started, like, the past four years. 
and it's weird. I don't really like it. I don't like getting dressed up. I don't like standing on a <laughs> golf course in my hometown um, taking pictures. But it's just a thing you do to, like, remember your time. No, that's so your age. I have so many candid, funny pictures. Of yeah, like siblings. the one oh, Carol had recently had a new Instagram post with some very candid pictures of us. Yes. Okay. My Oh, <laughs> another big thing that happened. Oh, I made an Instagram post yesterday. That's a big thing for her. Thing you don't know her. Because I don't really do it. She's very, new to Instagram. Yeah, I am. I, I've just, like, never had it, never wanted it until, like, I don't know, a year ago. Mm-hmm. And um, my posts are always really entertaining because they're not, like, really, like, they're not edited at all. I don't edit them. Um, I just throw a whole bunch of my favorite pictures together, and I'm like, huh, it's funny. <laughs> all natural. Yeah, it is. And I think it, it really entertains my people. You and know? not only that, Carolyn is, like, the most organized when it comes to her photos. Mm-hmm. So she's got albums, but then, like, in her album, she's got, like, different albums inside of it. And so she has this, like, post album, and she yes. has <laughs> different, like, she constantly has it full yes. of something. Like, pictures of her life that she would like to post, and she finally and they get edited now. out. Yeah. It's empty now. It's and empty we don't now. know what to do. Maybe make new memories. Eh, eh, you know, we'll see how it goes. It's like a shared photo album, I feel like, because it's literally just our lives. No, it is. It literally is. And I like it like that, you know? It's great. It's a good time. But, but tell them about your honey baked ham. Oh, my God. This is a story. This is interesting. Um, Okay. If y'all know, Thanksgiving is intense. Thanksgiving is an intense little being. And I... Everyone goes crazy over their honey baked hams, okay? And I know this does not sound like an intense thing, but let me set the scene. It was, I was, like, offering on my family, I was like, what can I do to help with the Thanksgiving food? Like, As we, you do. As I do. Like, I mean, I had literally nothing to do. I'm home from college, and my whole family's working. I'm home by myself with my little rat dog. Like, Sugar. I'm going to go help out if I can. And so my mom goes, honey baked ham, please just pick up the honey baked ham. And I was like, oh. Of course, I can just run by Easy and pick money. up the honey baked Easy ham. money. It was like right after I'd gone to Publix and like I went into Publix hungry. So that was always, you know, a rough thing. Got myself a pub sub, but I was like, I'll wait. I'll eat the pub sub after I get the honey baked ham. And I was starving in this honey baked ham line. And it was two hours long. This Just the line was two hours long. And then I had to walk half a mile to get to the honey baked ham and then half a mile back to my car. But... That was some of the she best called ham. Me. No, she literally calls me. She's like, <laughs> she's like, hey, Carolyn, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm driving. Like, I forgot what I was doing, but I remember I was driving. Yes. And I was like, I'm driving. Like, what's up? And she was like, oh, I've just been standing in the honey baked ham aisle. I mean, line for like literally an hour and a half. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. She was like, yeah, I've just been waiting on my ham. I met a lot of people. I just like, I didn't understand that hams were in such a high demand. No. When I think honey baked hams. Oh, I'm sorry. When I think Thanksgiving, I don't really think honey baked ham. But you I know, do. Teach their own. And we are literally like ride or die for honey baked ham at any occasion. Yeah. Christmas, Easter, Thanksgiving, especially Thanksgiving. It's a honey baked ham time. But that was a fun little adventure for me to go on. And I called everyone I knew. It was worth it for you. It was. See, for us, we had um, Thanksgiving at the beach this year. Me and my family and my grandparents went to the beach. And Thanksgiving Day, we ate at a restaurant, okay? And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Did you hear the, like, cold, cold okay, voice of Carolyn in a restaurant? No, literally. We used to have, like, big Thanksgiving meals, and I loved them. But now we go to a restaurant every year. It's whatever. It's cool. I never cooked the meals, so, like, I can't say anything. But anyway, and me and Trey, my brother, got in trouble <laughs> for <laughs> every single other person at the table ordered, like, the turkey. 
because they was like a Thanksgiving special and they all ordered turkey. And me and Trey got in trouble because I ordered shrimp and Trey <laughs> ordered a dozen raw oysters. And my mom did not like that because she didn't say that it was very Thanksgiving of us. But we sat at the end by ourselves like we do for every meal and we just laughed about it. So yeah. Carolyn and Trey are like memories. the dynamic duo. No, me and Trey are such a combo. Like you think me and Carolyn's a combo, just like you have not experienced Carolyn and Trey. It's so funny because like Allie, we try – that's my other – my sister. We try to do stuff with her, and she just doesn't want to. And so it always ends up just being me and Trey. Like, yeah. me and Trey go to Publix. Trey, like, I don't know how to describe him. He has He's, a mullet. No. He's 12. He used oh, to no, have a mullet. He, he got a buzz cut recently. He went from mullet to buzz cut re- mm-hmm. in a day. In a day. Um, He's – I don't really know how to describe him. He's, He's like me, grade. but like a sixth-grade boy. Yeah. And, like, that's scary. Like, let's just be honest here. That's scary. And it's a combination to have, you yeah. know? Oh, yeah. It's a really good time. He might be my favorite person on the planet. You should all meet him. Yeah. But well, anyway. We should, like, bring him up and just show him no, around. I would love to take Trey on, like, a tour of my life. Like, give him a day in the – actually, no. I want a day in Trey's life. I want a day in Trey's life. It'll he, just be in the mountains he's, biking. He's also an extreme mountain biker. Yeah. At 12 years old. I don't really know how extreme that can be, hey, but Hey, he's is. extreme. He, he has an Instagram just yeah, of his mountain biking. tmac.mtb. If you want to follow him or, like, check it out, you can. I'm yeah. not, you know, saying you have to, but. But, like, pretty cool if you do. Yeah. But anyway, but. what we're talking about today's show. Yes. Listen to the this. important. We, mm-hmm. You know, we were really scavenging our brains to see what we wanted to talk about. We, we were so a many little things. indecisive this week because we hadn't seen each other in a little bit. Because yeah, we were, like. so weird. I was at the beach. And, and I'm telling you, it's like we're married. We haven't left each other since we no, got back. <laughs> literally. And so we were having a hard time coming up with um, what we want to talk about. But here it is. Drum roll. Here it is. We're going to talk about some unsolved murder cases and why we think that people are so interested in learning about them. Like the like big what's overarching. The draw? Yes, the big overarching question is like, why do people, aka me mainly. Yeah, why, why is she like that? Why am I so invested in listening to murder cases like why do i want to know i don't so know we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna take a little journey today mm-hmm. but it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time um we have a few little you know unsolved cases to talk about and some some big questions and some thoughts to share oh yes but we are going out for a psa break and we'll see you in two minutes bye guys hey guys welcome back we're back hope you enjoyed that a uh, two minute psa break it was a really good time for us i don't know if you know this but i pick out the um there's, there's like a list of PSAs, and I get to pick the ones that we play every day. Yeah, so, so just keep that in mind as you listen to them. <laughs> Those are my You're special like, uh, choices of Carolyn the day. Carolyn selected these three PSAs for this mm-hmm. break. Special for you. But anyway, <laughs> um, today we are going to talk about our first cold case, which is a very um, well-known one, very popular, the John Bonet Ramsey case. Okay, and like a little like background about me personally is like i do not like unsolved cases mm-hmm. um, I, I like unsolved cases why i've better. never heard of john benet ramsey you think oh she watched a lot of dateline she listened to this i will not listen to the unsolved ones because they frustrate me because they're not solved <laughs> see and i like the unsolved ones because i like to imagine what i think it like happened you know but john benet parker doesn't like having answer but that's okay yeah anyway also she's got a little accent marks that's really cool for her in her name yeah yes well, rest in peace. Yes. But um, basically, um, in in this case, it was about a six-year-old girl named John Bonet Ramsey, and she was murdered in her home the day after Christmas. The day after Christmas, and in Colorado, in Colorado, Boulder, um, in 1996, and um, 
it caused a lot of issues because I mean obviously it was never solved but a lot of that was because of how like contaminated the crime scene was that day and like they had a lot of suspects like a lot of insider like family suspects and it just like didn't work out it was very interesting to learn about yeah and like she was very popular she was a six-year-old I get it but she was a pageant queen she was beautiful and she was very well known in the pageant world so like that's another thing that makes it really confused like really really confusing about who could have done it because there's she had a lot of attention on her she had constant attention on her because every every moment she was having to be proper having to be like the it girl if because pageants like I feel like people forget it's not only in the pageants it's also oh she's walking around the town with her parents like she has to be perfect because the people who are going to these pageants who's the people who are judging them the people who like are really like in that world they look at every single aspect of their lives like yeah like there's people that are like she actually had a fan base as a six-year-old yes which is like insane for me to think about yes i know and it's like oh that's a lot of expectation for a six-year-old to be held to. Yeah. But basically, um, the morning after Christmas, she, the mom, woke up, like, really early, like, five-something in the morning and, um, like, found a ransom note, um, like, saying, like, we have your daughter. And But um, the interesting thing, like, about the ransom note is it asked for a certain amount of money. That was mm-hmm. exactly the amount that the dad was getting as his bonus that Christmas. Yes. yes, that's interesting. Also, it was, like, confirmed that the pen and paper used to write the note were from inside the house, which is also Ugh. very mm, – I don't like that. That literally, so, like, gave me those shivers. Yeah. So they had a lot of, like, internal possibilities for yes. suspects. Yes. Which already didn't start off to a good – like. You know, yeah. wasn't yeah. wasn't looking too good. Yeah. Um. And so anyway, the mom calls the police. The police come. They don't find John Benet for like hours because they don't search the house immediately, which is another interesting thing to and me. And the thing about like Boulder in 1996 was that they had no homicide unit. These yeah. were these these were the average cops that were like dealing with stolen bikes and stuff. Exactly. They're not dealing with homicides. Yeah. So. They're not trained, they're not professional, and they have zero technology to help them in this search. Yeah. Yeah. It was not not a great start. Yeah. They find her in the basement. She had, like, died from strangulation. And, um, like, immediately there's, like, a ton of people in the house, and so the whole crime scene's contaminated. Yeah. And they never really, like, in my opinion, like, have a good – like, thorough investigation. Investigation. Thank you. I got you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they don't, like, they don't, do you see, I don't know how to put it into words. No, there was, like, it was doomed from the start. Yes. There exactly. was no real organization. process. Yes, organization. It was complete chaos from the start. Yes. And so they find her body um, and everything, and, like, they start pulling out suspects and immediately they, like, start questioning the family members, but then also people that were, like, obsessed with her from her pageants. Yes. That's the weirdest thing to me was that, like, a lot of people were following her as a six-year-old, and a lot of people were already obsessed with her. Yeah. But like, then – that's insane. 
after news breaks and it gets out from all over the like literally I'm sure most of you know this story this story was big it was everywhere on the news not like they showed her picture everywhere more and more people became obsessed with her after this they got fixated on like her her life her story what happened to her so their subjects and the suspects just grew and grew and a lot of people just like came up and were like I did it I did it I did it because they were so obsessed with her they wanted the credit and like the attention and the attention which I don't understand like I I really don't get that they like wanted they wanted so desperately to be associated with her that they were willing to like ruin their life and say it yeah and then recently um like dna stuff like obviously like advances in technology and stuff have been happening and um they've been able to like try to identify dna from like her clothes that wasn't hers but the boulder police will not hand over those like articles of clothing that have the dna on them to like the big people that do like the dna stuff and so it's just sitting there Mm -hmm. so the case is just like still yeah static it's a cold i mean it is a cold Cold case case. it's just so weird how there's so much technology now but like those clothes are so contaminated anyway yeah the amount of people who are handling them unproper like improperly i don't even know if i'm saying that right not properly that like there there's no way that no one could know like no one would know the person who did it could be out there now or they could just not be alive right now yeah like, it's interesting to think that, like, if that had happened today, I feel like we would have gotten that, like, um, pretty quickly. Oh, no, that you would know? have been such an easy case. And this is, like, what, 30 years later? And, like, it's still, and probably will be, like, cold? Yeah. Like, that's whack to me. I know. They, like, have some DNA, and they, every once in a while, do test it. And, like, test it against a database of, like, new incoming, like, people that they have had the DNA from, and they've still never been able to find a match. Yeah. It's just so, like, unsettling to me. Yeah, like, how do you deal with that as, like, a family or a community? Oh, I know. Like, that's insane. And to think that that was only, like, like, that's the late 90s. That's 96. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just think about, like, how much technology has changed since then. Yeah. That's whack that she would be, like, 30 now. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. At least 30. Yeah. That is weird. Yeah, there is a lot of, um, like... People have become so obsessed with this case that they make their own, like, speculations and, like, judgments on who they think it was. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people think that it's, like, someone in the family because of, like, just, just like, everything that happened. Like, for example, the ransom note being written with stuff from the house. Mm-hmm. Or, like, just ha- who goes missing and then is found in the basement. Oh, I know. Like, of the house. And also, when they took it to court, there was, like, a grand jury who filed charges against the Ramses, and they were, like, they got charges filed against them for permitting the child to be in a threatening situation. And, like, they're, honestly, like, if they didn't do it, they were doomed from the start. Yeah. Because people want an answer when it comes, especially when it comes to children. Especially when it's a child that's literally already famous. Yes. You know? Yes. Like, she was winning all these awards and stuff for pageant stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's mm, – that case just gets me. Like, it it really – I know. I really don't understand. When we decided to, like, talk about um, cold cases, Carol literally jumped. She was like, we have to talk about Jambonet. We have to talk about Jambonet. And I was like, okay. She's so into this case. I just – it really – 
it, it's a thinker. I don't understand it. I don't under. I want to know what happened. Yeah. But like obviously, I don't. Because nobody does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just a hard thing. Yeah. We have two more cases to talk about. That was we started like off with a bang. We were like really invested in this one, so we were like we're very excited to talk about it. So our next one is we're just gonna say a little bit about it. Her name is Joanne. Um, Joanne Romaine. Yes. Romaine. I I don't really pronounce it right. I don't think. Yeah. Roman. Romaine. Romaine? This was another idea by Carolyn because. Sorry. Because, okay, so me and my friend had watched, like, a Unsolved Murder, like, mystery show or something, and this was, like, one of the girls, and it really got me. Which is also, like, Carolyn doesn't watch these. No. Like, I don't watch TV very often, but, like, when I do, it's usually about, like, Unsolved Murders. Yeah. Or it's um, Surf's Up, my favorite <laughs> movie about little <laughs> animated penguins surfing. If y'all have not seen Surf's Up, please watch. It's my favorite show ever. Actually, movie. Sorry. Yeah, I saw a show. But anyway, John Romaine, Joanne Romaine. Um, it's about like we're gonna tell you about this after the PSA break in a minute. Yeah. But um, basically, we're gonna talk about her, and then we're gonna talk about these Zodiac killers. Yes. Um, which both unsolved murders. Very unsolved, and it's just I don't know. The unsolved is just so unsettling to me, and it's I don't understand it. I don't. I hate unsolved murders. I don't like that they. I like an answer to everything, and it just does not work in my brain. It doesn't compute. It just. Ugh, it gives me the, like heebie-jeebies to think about it. I purposely avoid them every single time I'm on the Dateline because they have Dateline unsolved, and every time I every time I'm going to Auburn or coming home, it's two hours, and so I'm able to watch like two Datelines or listen to two Datelines. Like they have the podcast, and I just get I like to have an answer. That's why like I will not choose a Dateline that's too long or I don't get the answer it's so bad like or if it's still going when I get home I'll take a few laps around my neighborhood until I'm like able to hear like the solution what happened like who did it why do you think you like listening daylines I don't know I well actually I think I do know but that's like you know our last little segment oh yeah for our last okay yeah I forgot to tell you that so we're gonna have um Joanne Remain and then we're gonna have Zodiac Killer and then we're gonna talk about like why we think people like to listen to this kind of stuff. Yeah. Why are people like me? <laughs> and why are people <laughs> like Carolyn? And how are they different? That's Big our question. main question. But we just are so interested in the mind and like what drives different people to do these things and how people are different in the way they approach it as well. Yeah. But yeah. It's gonna be some good stuff. We're I gonna will. get we're gonna let you go for a second for a PSA break. Remember, and Carolyn we'll does get to choose these. Yeah, these are gonna be some really good ones. I've got some good ones picked out in my head. Um, and then we're going to be back after two minutes from a PSA break. We'll see y'all soon. Hey guys, we're back. And I just received some really unsettling news. No, no, no. Um, okay. So we just did the kids oral health, um, commercial, right? If you were Parker Kate looks at me and she goes, I don't think I've ever brushed my teeth for two minutes. Um, excuse me, please explain yourself. No, I think, I mean, I'm sure I do. I just zone out. Like I'm thinking those ads, (gasps) Those ads reach 60 seconds? There's no way I brushed my teeth for two minutes. Maybe that long. I'm quick. So how long do you... I'm efficient. You think you do it for, like, what, 30 seconds? No, like, maybe 60. Maybe 45. That's a good number. No, I count it out. But I Listerine, so it doesn't count. <laughs> matter. Oh, my gosh. you Mouthwash is not the same as brushing your teeth. Oh. Well, I also no. do my little floss. No, no, no. Actually, I don't remember the last time I flossed my teeth. Sorry about it. 
Oh, you're that kid. <laughs> I just like, I don't like the way it feels. You cannot shame me for my 45 second teeth brushing. No, no, no. Because I get my 60 seconds when I brush my teeth. Hmm. Well, it's two or minutes. My, so. Sorry, I'm sorry. I meant That's two minutes. That's awkward. I meant two minutes. That's awkward. Okay. My goodness, who are we? We get so distracted so easily. Okay, well, no, it went along with it. It's kids oral health. Also, not a kid, so does it not need to be two minutes? No. Everybody should be two minutes. doesn't matter if you're a kid or not. You should brush your teeth for two minutes. Also in the ad, it said no socks and sandals, and I really disagree with that one. Oh, my one. goodness. Every single – no, at least twice a week, Carolyn will walk out of her dorm room <laughs> with her America socks and her Birkenstock Bostons. Yes. And, and I like she like loves that. it. Yeah, and it looks really good. Except the problem really about it is Carolyn complains every time she wears <laughs> her Birkenstock boxes that she can't walk past and she can't run and she can't walk into any face. She can't go upstairs. We cannot go up the stairs to any of our dorms because she won't do it. No, because it's she's in the Boston's and they're going to fall. They're not very all terrain and I don't really know how to walk in them very well, but I like that I can take them off and be like sock footed, um, like just without my without my shoes on. Because I wear New Balances or Birkenstock Bostons or Bloodstones. Those are the three pairs of shoes I own. I know, which is why we have to go get us some shoes. We have to go <gasps> get shoes tomorrow. We forgot to tell them. Oh, yeah, smart. Oh, yeah, we have Christmas cocktail on Friday. I have an announcement. Oh, sorry. I, invite, I invited Carolyn to come to Christmas cocktail with me. Mm-hmm. She's my she date. She needed a date, and she got down on her knee and proposed to me. I did. So, you know, I mean, if you want to, you can catch me getting ready for getting... Going out to Christmas cocktail. <laughs> what is that sentence? I don't know, Just a little life update. We thought y'all should know. Yeah. Um, if you see us on Friday in our Christmas attire, we will it's be headed to Live Oaks. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to go to the Waffle Home before. Oh, for real? I, you didn't actually tell me that. Well, it was in my mind. Oh, okay, nice. Might or might not. Oh, and also tomorrow we have to dress up for um like this thing our friend Jack wanted us to go to. And um for Christmas. It's a church. Um, Our church is doing like a Christmas um dinner yes and i'm gonna be wearing my grateful dead christmas sweater and so i'm looking forward to that be ready yep yeah but anyway we'll make an appearance there any uh there's an ad on my article sorry anyway um a psa maybe joanne remain oh sorry (laughs) yes our next person is joanne remain Mm -hmm. she carolyn saw her on um unsolved murder cases with her friend alice yes shout out to alice shout out alice wherever you are last summer i knew you're listening anyway um, so John jo- mm-hmm. Joanne Remain was 55 years old when she disappeared in like January. Okay. Yeah, and she was in De- um Detroit area. Yes, and it's like she cold. Was, like it was freezing. She was walking out of her church, I believe. Yes, and there was like a big fat lake next to the church, and it was yeah. frozen. Yeah. Well, she drove there. Her car was there. Yes. But, like, she was walking, like, from the church. Like, the church was next to a lake. Yeah. And um, she had driven her Lexus there. She parked it. And she went missing. Never to seen again. Yeah. Well, 70 days later Surprise. from when she went missing. <laughs> 70 days later from when she went missing, her um, body was found in the Detroit River. It was one of the – it was, like, one of the, like, lakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something like that. And it was, like, frozen over. Yes. The lake was frozen over. 70 days in 70 this days later in this lake and um the police ruled it a suicide because they're like oh this woman and like they saw like footprints leading into the into the lake and there was only one set of footprints Mm -hmm. which is why they thought that and the fact that it took them that long to find her was because the car that was like parked by the lake yep had a license plate that was out of date and it was abandoned 
And so they were like, oh, it doesn't matter. Like, it's fine because, like, they probably just ditched their car there. Like, there was probably, there's, like, not probably anybody that like, needs help. It's just a car with an abandoned license plate, and they probably just ditched their car. Yeah. it It's, like, all very sketchy. Yes. And um, the car was, like, completely clean, I believe. Mm-hmm. Like, Except it had, like, $1,500. Yes. In cash. Yes. In her purse. That was the, in that the car. Was, I mean, that's a little weird. Yes. That's you don't whack. just leave $1,500 laying around in cash. Yeah. I don't know a single person. Maybe that's because I mean, like, I don't know a single person who carries that much cash or just like any amount of cash like that. Just like not. No, yeah. like none. Yeah. But anyway. And so like they found one set of footprints going into the lake. Um, and so they believed it was like a suicide. Yeah. Because they were like, but, oh, the lake like that's probably and it got frozen over. The shoe was probably just like going there. But that just doesn't make sense to me. No. Like no. I'm no policeman. But to me, in my humble opinion, <laughs> That doesn't look right. No. Um, and um, her daughter was, like, a big pusher for, like, solving the mystery, obviously. Yeah. And, her like, daughter was the mainly the one who opened this investigation back up. She was, yes. like, she, my my mom didn't do this. Yes. And, the, okay, here's the thing also. So she was wearing, like, high heels, like, very high, like, heeled shoes. And you had to, like, walk over all these rocks and stuff to get to the lake. So there's no way she could have just, like, like, you don't just walk into that. Also, you know high I mean? heel shoes leave a certain type of footprint. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They would know if those were the shoes. And that wasn't. Really and that wasn't. So, I mean, they just jumped to conclusions. Yeah, and they were like, oh, that's it, done. Yeah, because it's easy. They want an easy case. They don't want to open it back up, and they don't want to sol- try to actually solve it if there is one because it's an easy, open, close, we're done. Yeah. But, no, this case went cold because... They did open it back up, and they never found anyone who was able to do it because by the time she was 70 days in this lake, there was no way they were able to find any DNA on her because of how long she was in there. Also, there was no suicide note. She did not, like, had no reason to, like, wasn't depressed, had no, like, indications of suicide. You know what I mean? Like, that would have, there's just, just, that just wasn't it, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So, it was just, that's just one of them. It was, like, a shorter one, but, like, another one, a different type than Joe and Benet, because, I mean, this one was a very difficult case to be reopened by your daughter, because yeah. they did not want to reopen it. Yeah. But it's just interesting um, how little sometimes. Nobody, like, they obviously, like, never found it. Like, no. they don't. They still have no idea what they happened. They still don't know what happened. It's just a Ah, I don't like this. I don't like that it's so unsettling. And she was like a mom, you know? Like, she was like a very lively woman. Like, it it just doesn't really make sense. Yeah. Um, I still don't understand why they said, like, oh, suicide, done. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That doesn't really, that doesn't, that one really doesn't sit right with me. Mm-mm. But um, the family also tried to file a lawsuit and everything, which didn't really work yeah. for them. But it was just not, not good. Yet another case that just went cold. Yep. Literally. Okay. We have one more case to talk about. Yep. The Zodiac Killer. We've all heard about the Zodiac Killer. Very yeah, famous. and if you haven't, here you're it. about we'll to. We'll lay it down for you. We're going to so, tell you. 1969, yep. right? Yep. And Man in California mm-hmm. um, starts just killing people. Yes, and it's always it was a couple. 
mm-hmm. a, a, a man and a woman. It was consistently that for a really long time. Like the victims. Yes, the victims. Sorry. <laughs> They're not sure who the killer is because that's why it's called. Um, but <laughs> not only would he do this, he would leave notes. He would leave notes in cri- like in um, cryptic, what, message. cryptic messages, and they were symbols. And he would leave notes, and then he would leave a symbol, and he was like, this symbol is the answer. This is who I am. Like, you can catch me if you can figure this out. Yes. And just think, these a person like this wants attention. Yeah. This kind of person is doing this for all the attention they can get. That's what drives these people. They that's how they like that's why they are encouraged to keep going because they're not found and they thoroughly enjoy the chase. So every time he would leave these messages and messages and messages and there's so much controversy around it because so many people have been like I'm him, I'm him, I'm him. Yeah. It's another one kind of like John Bonet. People get obsessed with this stuff. And they, like, want to attach themselves to the case in, like, any way possible. Yes. Which is insane. Yes. They would do anything to attach themselves to the case. And the each time, people years later would uncover what these cryptographs or these, these symbols mean because they were able to decode it. And never revealed anything about him. It would always just be taunting the police or it would be like something that wouldn't lead them to the answer. Like it didn't say anything about his identity. It was just like talking about yes the murders and stuff. And like his main thing that it would talk about is like how he wanted these people that he did hurt to join him in the afterlife. Like that was his thing. He was on a, a mission and his mission was to get them and have them him join them later. So he was creating an army to join him there. He was so That's so, so whack. Create like messed up in the head that like he truly believed this. And every time he would leave messages about it in the cryptograms and like people would have to cipher them. And oh, it's just so creepy. But they they have like an image of who he is, but they don't know who he is. Yeah. I think that's weird. They have description of like he's a white male and he wears glasses and he occasionally like he usually wears a some kind of zodiac sign on him when he's like do, per, like performing these um like when he's hurting these people and it's so so like I don't know unsettling Eerie. to me that people admire him a lot of people do admire him and a lot of people are like oh I need like I that's who I want it's like I'm him. Like they, a lot of people have stepped up and been like, "That's me." There's also been a lot of recreations of the Zodiac killer murders. Yes, and like there was also a movie made about it. Um, mm-hmm. that is one of the most like true crime movies. Like, like one of the accurate, most accurate, like movies. intense, like detailed movies about it. And it's like an all star cast, and it's very popular movie. I haven't seen it, but I really want to now that I um have been researching a lot about this. Um, but. It's just so intense, and I mean, now I'm sure that the person isn't here anymore. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, that was 69. That it was, like, yeah. a long time ago. But, like, they still could be out here, but there hasn't been any resurfacing. Like, there hasn't been any – it went cold very quickly. Yeah. Totally nothing. And a lot of people like this can't just do that because of their the way their mind works. They have to, like, keep chasing and keep going. Because they like the attention they get from the media. Yeah, it's the attention. And, like, I don't know. Like, I I wish I could understand why. Like, what it is. Yeah. It's intense stuff. 
but but never solved. Not unsolved. This one went cold as well. It was just, and it's, it's one of the most famous like murder cases ever. Yeah, because of just like how many people he hurt. Mm-hmm. But and it was like what thirty-seven people. Yeah, and there was also more people that was attempted, and he got like they got away. Yeah. Which was so, so crazy that they came face-to-face with him and they don't and know. they don't know who it is or, like, he's still, like, out there, you yeah. know? Yeah. But those were just a few that have been, like, that were on our mind when we thought about this because we, we both have different, like, the way we approach these cases. Explain. Like, I cannot fathom that there's no answer. Oh, yeah, and I don't think there's really an answer to anything ever. Exactly, and we're going to talk about that a lot after this PSA break. After this quick PSA break, we'll see you back in two minutes. Bye, guys. Hey, guys, welcome back. Guess what? We're back. (laughs) She did not like that. I hope you all enjoyed the sunscreen one. She did it for me. I actually did that one as a shout-out for Parker Kate. I'm a big Um, proponent of sunscreen. If you don't know, Parker Kate does wear sunscreen every single day without fail. I do. Um, Reapplies multiple times a day. Yep. Um, and whenever I make fun of her for it, she tells me, you know what, Carolyn, let's wait 50 years and let's see who's prettier. You know, she doesn't say it just like that, but, but like, that's what I mean. Mm-hmm, whose skin is going to be better? Cause I don't wear sunscreen very much ever um, in the sun. If the, uh, in the summer, like if I'm at the beach, like maybe, but like, I don't know. Yeah. It just, I like being tan. I kind of like being a little sun kissed, not necessarily sunburnt. I don't really get sunburnt very easily though. Yeah. She gets sunburnt very easily yeah if you haven't met me i'm really pale so i've got that redhead in me um she got a redhead mentality i do so but anyway me. that sunscreen uh psa was a shout out to park Hate. thanks guys um as we like are starting to wrap up this episode in the last few minutes like we wanted to talk about why people are so fascinated by true crime entertainment yep. like why like me <laughs> What's the what's the catch? What is, and it's, it's because pe- we're all curious. I think at least we're all curious about what drives people to do these unthinkable actions. We're like, what? Some of our minds can't fathom doing it. That like we're like, why? Why can some minds wired that way? You know? Yeah. Why do some people do these unthinkable things? I see it as more of like a, I don't know if this is right, but like I see it kind of like a, what would I do in that situation? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. almost like a preparedness. Yeah. Like, if someone tries to come you at me, say, like, what am I going to do? You do say that a lot. What do you mean? You're like, okay, if this, this, and this happens, this is how I'm going to yes. get out. I don't know why. Like, I constantly think about, like, what I would do if something bad were to happen. Like, I have to be prepared for it, like, mentally. Yeah. It's kind of like, I don't know if this is the same, but, like, I always sit facing the door, like, oh, an exit. Because I, I like to see what could be coming at me and like where i would go you know what i mean so weird like it's so interesting to see why people are interested in true crime she's just like she's driven by like her need for survival no matter what like carolyn just like needs to survive no matter what yeah i mean pretty much yeah i mean like we all do but that's a main that's a main trend of like why people listen to these they're like they are driven by their own like longing for their own survival yeah. Like, how would this happen? This, this, and this. You know, this is what I would do. It's interesting. It's also just interesting. Like, it's good to keep up with, like, the news and stuff that's happening, like, current. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's so whack to learn about. Yeah. Another thing is, like, 
it's the chemicals in our brain. Like, <laughs> explain about the brain chemicals. <laughs> I'm so, we're such proponents of brain chemicals, but actually, like adrenaline. Mm-hmm. Like, we are drawn to the adrenaline that the fear in these stories brings. Really? Wait, explain more. Yeah, like, there's, like, in this research of, like, when people are, the reason people go back to is because they have a spike of adrenaline. I actually did not know this. Yeah. Like, when you're listening to this, you're scared. Or at least I am. That's why I'm scared to do it. No, I'm, I'm not scared. I'm preparing. Well, sh- different people, different things. But, like, I'm scared when I'm listening to these. That, like, my adrenaline's going up. My heart's pounding. When I get out of the car, I make somebody walk up to the car to make sure there's no one in the backseat about to get me. Like, when I'm listening to these in the dark, like, it's scary. Yeah. But, like, the adrenaline in our mind is just going 90 to nothing. And it's pumping through us. Nothing to 90. Sorry, nothing, whatever. Zero to 100. There That's it. Um, and we're drawn to that feeling because it's. It's interesting. I don't know. Just human. Is it like a survival instinct? Yeah, we're drawn to like the feeling of the adrenaline running through us because, like, at the heart of it, we're all adrenaline junkies. I mean, yeah, to a certain extent. I also think it's interesting how some people like are very into true crime and some are not at all. Oh, I know. A lot of people. You know I mean, like, really not, don't like it. Like, if I watch TV, it's going. It's probably going to be a true crime, like mm-hmm. something. But it's not a daily thing. You know what I mean? Like, Parkay, I feel like it's a routine for her to it listen is. to it's it. It is. It's at least a few times a week. Like, I'm up to date on all of the Dateline podcasts. Yeah. And there's some people, like, my dad. Not, not, I don't see him as a true crime guy. Yeah. Don't think I've ever seen him watch true crime. You yeah. know? Yeah. Like, but, like, I grew up, me and my mom would watch it all the time. Yeah, so did me and my mom. So she used to fall asleep watching Forensic Files. See, I'm not a big Forensic Files girl. Oh, I love Forensic Files. But, like, Criminal Minds... Which is is not real, by the way. Criminal Minds not real, but I like how it, it explains some of the things that yeah. like could happen. Yeah, Criminal Minds was good. I was a big Forensics Files girl growing up. Yeah. I liked all the DNA and stuff. I thought it was cool. Little science girl over there. Little science girl. I also took forensics class last year in high school. So yeah, she really liked it. Actually, no, I did not really like that. Class you didn't. Very much. I mean, like it was okay, but it wasn't really what I expected. A lot of worksheets. <sighs> not the worksheets, but. I hope y'all enjoyed. Hope y'all enjoyed learning about some of these uh, unsolved mysteries, and maybe you can think about them. And, like, thanks for always listening to our random questions we have every week. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're very random, but, like, I think they're interesting, and we do, so I hope you do, too. I mean, if y'all have any questions, ask us. Yeah. Like, we'll literally research them and talk about it. Yeah, we will. We love a good big questions type beat. Love a good big question. Because we're always asking ourselves big questions. We are. And they're Whenever always weird big questions. Yeah, they are. They're a little extreme. <laughs> they make sense for us, though. No, they do. It's just the way our minds work. Yeah, it just be like that. It do. But thank That's you really... so much for joining us on this fine Wednesday afternoon. I know. It's such and a good Wednesday. we will see you next Wednesday for our last show of the of semester. The semester. Yeah. Before we go into Christmas and holidays. Holiday time. Holiday time. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Thanks for joining us today on Weagle 91.1. Feel free to follow our socials at Weagle underscore AU to keep up with all our shows. We'll see y'all back next Wednesday at 4 for some more thought-provoking questions. And remember, it ain't that deep.